0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who some call the future of music, Derek Halpin.
1: Man, I don't get that reference. You don't get that reference?
0: Uh, You don't remember the beginning of WrestleMania, where JoJo said- Oh, fuck. (laughs) Where JoJo said, and now singing America the Beautiful, (laughs) a group who some people call- who some people refer to as the future of music haley and chloe
1: that's an outrageous claim that
0: like that really <laughs> was the same as will ferrell and stepbrothers saying some people call me the songbird of my generation
1: <laughs> basically it came across pretty arrogant it was such Ugh. an
0: outrageous claim for two people nobody's heard of and like i need sources i need sources cited the
1: future of music they don't even play any instruments they're just voices and we what, are they, pa- what are they going to do that's so drastically different?
0: <laughs> they sang uh, America the Beautiful Pretty regular. Um, I mean, they were good at it. They sounded great. Future of music? We'll see. I mean, that's a tough song, though. That's a tough song to see, you know, somebody's range of, am I going to enjoy this later?
1: You know what I think the future of music is? <gasps> You know what? It would
0: not surprise me if you know two years from now people are dancing to that in a club. <laughs> somebody, we have to have somebody talented enough to make a remix of that that noise into a song,
1: <laughs> a techno remix of the shame. It's gonna be the same guy who did the techno remix of the Christian Bale breakdown, like the breakdown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fun story about uh, you know, when Christian Bale had that breakdown. Uh, part of that was happening uh to a friend of mine named brad because that all happened on the warner brothers lot and i don't know uh if any of you guys i don't think i've mentioned this on the show before i used to be a tour guide for warner brothers for two and a half years but uh one of the guys i work with was driving a tram by and he goes he's yelling at McGee and then he looks over and he's guy like, i got this fucking guy looking at me and points to my friend brad <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, uh, I went to WrestleMania over the weekend. I hit up a lot of shows. So if you're into Progress evolves, if you just want to hear about them, I'm getting ready to talk about them. Hit our goddamn music.
1: back. Hey, top of the show, just want to remind everyone uh that they need to check us out on all our different uh platforms that we're available on. We're on iTunes, we're on uh, Spotify, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and also to check us out on our social media. We're available on Facebook and Twitter at, at @wrestlehangout and Predetermined Podcast on Instagram.
0: Yes. And if you could do us a huge favor, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review subscribe it 's so easy. I know you 're out there listening, and I also know you haven 't been writing us a review, but i 've had some nice things said to us. If you could put those on there, I would love you forever. helps other people find our podcast, and uh, it just you know warms my heart it really is an it,
1: official it 's an official endorsement if you write a review for us,
0: and uh, we will definitely shout you out on here, uh, speaking of shout outs, I want to Give a quick shout-out to a a couple guys. My Australian friends, Con and Vlad, they're in the United States right now. And uh, our our buddy Vlad, he had a rough go at it. He ended up, I didn't mention this on the show, uh, on the review show the other day. He ended up, he's been in the United States for a couple weeks while they're on vacation. The day before NXT, or the day of, he got food poisoning. Ended up in the hospital in New Orleans. Missed NXT and WrestleMania.
1: Are you fucking kidding me? I
0: am not kidding you. He was sitting in the hospital while we were all at WrestleMania. I felt so bad for the guy. Uh, Vlad, get well soon, brother. I am so sorry that happened. Let's go to mania 35 together. Let's hang out. Let's party.
1: That sucks so much, man. That That's like the worst turn of luck to not. You're not just missing one day. You're missing a couple days of stuff that you traveled really, really far to see. That sucks, man. I'm so sorry to hear that. He, he
0: didn't have the, I mean, that's, that's, pretty terrible but i looked they met stone cold they met a lot of guys uh so he did get some the only wrestling event that he actually got to attend was the hall of fame and that seems like just to add insult to injury like that's all he got and i hope they're on their way to new york next have fun in new york guys uh and i just get well soon man
1: yeah, that's a bummer. Um, I guess he, it's cool that he got to experience a little bit, but man, where did he get fucking food poisoning from? Did he go to Jerry Lawler's restaurant?
0: <laughs> oh, man. you do, I didn't get it from Jerry's favorite tendies, but there's no chance that those battle royal nachos <laughs> wouldn't fuck somebody up. Because you know what? They're made fresh and they're really good. <laughs>
1: so nobody else in the party got food poisoning? Just him?
0: Just him. I met up with Khan. We ended up having a... Having a good chat with him after WrestleMania. Which, speaking of after WrestleMania, uh, we wandered around and we were trying to find food. New Orleans is such a hard city to find food in after midnight on a on a Sunday, because it's a religious town, and everything (laughs) is fucking closed. We walked around like uh, the French Quarter for like two hours trying to find this shit. Uh, Where we ended up finding, we ended up in a in the casino the Haras, there was a FUD Rucker still open.
1: After midnight?
0: After midnight, it was a fast food version of Fuddruckers, so it wasn't a sit-down restaurant. Like, you ordered up there, and when we walked in, I mean, there had to have been 50 to 100 fucking people trying to order Fuddruckers, and you could tell Fuddruckers did not know WrestleMania was in New Orleans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, this is the easy shift. This will be a a smooth night, and then holy shit. Dude. Who are all these people in these day one-ish shirts coming in my way? (laughs)
0: So, yeah, half the people are in Day one is shirts. The other half are in Bullet Club shirts looking like they belong to a fucking militia. And <laughs> the guy, the guy behind the counter who had to call the numbers, he was hot, man. Like, he was pissed that he had to work. Like, all the workers were sweating. You could tell that shit was not going right. And when this guy called numbers... He didn't call it. He was fucking yelling at you. That number is your fault that it exists. His night sucks because of you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you stupid piece of shit. That was the tone of him calling 522, which was my actual number.
1: And I want to listen to his podcast and hear his side of the story. The, the Ruckers cast? Yeah, it's called Fud Life. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> We're walking around with Khan trying to find him some, you know, like a good place to eat in America. Cause he said he hasn't had any good food in America yet. Cause they've just been eating like, you know, Denny's and IHOP and stuff like that. Cause they don't really know where to go. So we end up at Fuddruckers and I'll tell you as a, as a foreigner, I feel like hearing Ruckers, you're like, this isn't going to be good.
1: Like this is, <laughs> this... Turn out? especially when somebody in your party is down with food poisoning. Oh man. I, well, and I said to him like, should we just, cause he had a hotel.
0: And I was like, "Does your hotel have twenty four hour room service?" And he goes, "They do, but that's where Vlad got food poisoning."
1: Oh shit! So I was like,
0: "Fudruckers, it is, brother. Let's fud it up." <laughs> and uh, so we order food from this Fudruckers. I fuck. I ordered chicken tenders. Uh, they both, uh, my buddy Jared and Khan, both ordered chicken sandwiches. We waited over an hour. <laughs> As this man screamed at every single person,
1: come get your fucking tendies. Here's your
0: fuck. Like, I felt like he was just going to toss them at my face and tell me to go eat my own ass. Like he, that, that was the tone of him handing me that food. But as we're standing there, I shit you not. We ordered, uh, we're waiting to hear our numbers. So we have a long time. Uh, a bunch of the impact roster happened to walk over. So as I'm standing there waiting, um, I'm talking to Trevor Lee while he's in line. So that that was fun. Eli Drake was with him. And uh, as Trevor Lee is in line and we're chatting, they flip all the signs around. They fucking ran out of food. Holy shit. So the, uh, the Impact roster left hungry. They didn't get any FUD Ruckers, man. And then also while we're standing there, okay, I don't know if we've talked about these guys yet, but they blow my fucking mind. Those two guys that are in the front row of nearly every WWE pay-per-view. Smiley face shirt guy, green smiley face shirt guy you know and who, who I'm talking about?
1: And I, I don't know. I, I know I have the people that I see regularly.
0: Oh, this is this guy. He's in the front of every one. He looks like a guy we went to high school with. He looks like Brandon Markert, but like a, a <laughs> chubbier version of that guy. And uh, then also like long hair goth guy that's always with his either mother or older girlfriend. See, I don't... These
1: aren't the regulars that I know. I know about Carrie here from Chicago, and I know about Squared WWE circle guy Sign Guy. Yeah,
0: Sign Guy? Yeah. Oh, I ran into Sign Guy all over town, man. That guy, that guy is everywhere. But, uh, yeah, those guys were together. And I so badly wanted to say, like, what's your story? I got to know. But I, I left him alone because, you know, it's like 3 in the morning in New Orleans. We're all just trying to get our FUD Ruckers. Uh, and
1: everyone's bummed that they're not getting their FUD Ruckers. Oh, yeah.
0: So let's, uh, let's move on. I got to New Orleans on Thursday. I made the eight-hour drive from Nashville. Had to get there in time for the WrestleCon Super Show. And... That ended up being a pretty, pretty fun show. Uh, It's, you know, just a big mix of people. And there ended up being quite a few New Japan people on this show that, you know, we didn't expect. Uh, So that was a nice surprise. Show up. uh, It was at this place called The Sugar Mill. When I got there, I was not anticipating the line that I got. I knew it was sold out, but I was very, very far away. And there was somebody working the line that had to walk up and down and say, if you bought tickets... With the name Marty on them, they are fake. We've already gotten a bunch. So somebody printed out a bunch of the same ticket and sold it to a bunch of people.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: So there were a lot of pissed off people that had a ticket with the name Marty on it. And for all we know, the villain did it. Marty Skrull out there (laughs) there selling counterfeit tickets
1: to a WrestleCon.
0: (laughs) But... uh. It's possible you're listening to this show because you found us through a WrestleCon post. Uh, We had the 35th anniversary of Andy Kaufman getting the pile driver from Jerry the King Lawler. We had Joey Ryan come out as Andy Kaufman, cut the Memphis promo word for word. The, this is a bar of soap. This is how you use it. Ladies, this is a razor. This is how you shave your legs. You know, that whole thing
1: i was yeah losing my mind love andy kaufman love joey ryan so i'm getting was that planned by the way i meant to ask that did they know that it was like did everyone know that's it was the 35th anniversary
0: oh i had no idea we didn't know until so he calls out any woman in the back that wants to fight him jerry the king lawler's music hits the crowd goes absolutely fucking bananas, <laughs> like In- including you. Oh, you better believe I was marking my little heart out. <laughs> like, I and you and I use the word mark right now, so you know it's serious. Yeah, uh, dude, that was insane. He came out; they are cutting promos on each other, and so the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission put so many rules on all of these indie promotions all weekend. No blood, no Canadian destroyers, no pile drivers. They just really banned a bunch of shit. And Jerry Lawler is talking and he said, it is 35 years to the day that I gave Andy Kaufman that pile driver. And Joey Ryan says, well, because of the Louisiana State Boxing Commission, you can't give me a pile driver. It's illegal. And, you know, really being (laughs) a piece of shit about it. People bringing up the Louisiana Boxing Commission was a theme of the weekend. It was hard to find a show where they did not get brought up at least once. There were even spots where somebody came out as somebody from the Louisiana Boxing Commission. And I promise you, there were shows where people did not obey that. Like, <laughs> even Will Ospreay was selling shirts that said, Will Ospreay versus the Louisiana State Boxing Commission. And <laughs> And the main reason he brought those shirts was to sell them all and pay the fines for him. Nice. (laughs) Those shirts existed to cover the fines that he knew he was going to (laughs) get. That's kind of brilliant. Oh, it's amazing. And I think he sold out of them. I didn't see any by the end of the, the week. And he's somebody that I saw four or five times in a weekend, which, fucking crazy. I don't know if you saw this. Did you hear about his injury?
1: Uh, I, something about outside, didn't that was like a dive outside the ring? So yeah, it was at uh, the New
0: Japan show Genesis. He was fighting Marty Skrull, and it, I'm trying to remember exactly the move. I don't think it was a Canadian destroyer, but it was some type of pile driver. His head went way too far down and he's lucky he's not paralyzed right now. Like it is one of the Damn. nastiest injuries. And one week later he's cleared and wrestling multiple shows daily all WrestleMania weekend and it was painful to watch that dude go through that man. Like knowing he was hurt. And I mean, he played the neck up every show I saw him in and I saw him in nearly, actually, I think I saw him in nearly every show the whole weekend.
1: So what, when did it, what ended up happening with the, uh, with Joey oh, Ryan, Jerry Lawler. Stuff? Okay.
0: So with that, uh, Joe, uh, Jerry Lawler goes to kick Joey Ryan in the dick. Joey Ryan doesn't flinch. Cause you know, he has a penis of steel. So, Jerry Lawler's foot hurts. Jo- uh, Joey's cheering. Then Jerry starts aiming his crown, and everybody's a little confused. The whole crowd is chanting so big, so strong about Joey Ryan's penis. And then a fireball shoots out of the crown, hitting Joey Ryan on the penis, sending him straight to the ground. Jerry the King Lawler's disqualified. Match over. <laughs> The match was two minutes and eight seconds. Joey Ryan wins by DQ, but we did find out that his penis is hurt by fire. So, uh, so, so
1: here's wrestling. what's cool about this. We will post stuff on our social media from time to time. You actually caught the video of this happening and tweeted it out from our Twitter and Joey Ryan retweeted it and it kind of blew up and we gained a whole bunch of new followers uh, yeah. because of that clip. Yeah, we got, I mean, there were about
0: 40,000 views on that thing. NoDQ posted our video and gave us credit. Shout out to NoDQ. Shout out to Joey Ryan for uh, giving us that retweet. Thank you so much. If you're listening because of it, love you so much. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. We're just friends hanging out, man. That's that's what we're doing. Talking wrestling. You're a friend now.
1: And this was just Thursday night.
0: This is the first show I went to. Second match. And that right. happens. My phone was blowing up all night with the the retweets and everything that I, I'm, I'm really dumb with technology and I actually just had to hide my phone because it wouldn't stop buzzing from that. Uh, let's see, what else we have? Uh, great intergender match. Got to see uh, Tennille Dashwood and Tessa Blanchard. Both awesome. They fought Trevor Lee and some other guys. Ishi came out, fought Cobb. I, I didn't see a lot of Lucha this weekend. Unfortunately, the area I was in was mostly like British Strong style stuff. But getting to see Ray Phoenix and Ray Horace take on Bandito and Flamita, one of the highlights of the night. That was possibly match of the night. Uh, Next year, I want to hit up as much Lucha as possible. Uh, Will Ospreay had an awesome match. Uh, Minoru Suzuki was in a match with Brian Cage where they were taking on Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, uh, Sammy Callahan. But the main thing everybody went to this show for was the Golden Lovers versus Chuck Taylor and Trent. Trent was hurt. So he was gonna have a mystery guest, and they introduced the Golden Lovers first. Chuck Taylor comes out; he's really playing up who his partner's gonna be. Uh, he invited a swamp monster out at one point, point. <laughs> and it was <laughs> a swamp monster came out. Uh, Kenny and Ibushi immediately kicked his ass, sent him packing. And, and for whatever reason, this sold out huge crowd was expecting Okada, because you know Okada is teamed with Chuck Taylor in New Japan quite a bit recently. Sure. Okada's not listed for any shows the entire weekend. There's no reason to believe Okada's going to be his partner. And it ends up being Flip Gordon. That place is met with just a chorus of (laughs) booze, And it's like, we're still watching the Golden Lovers. Like, you were getting ready to see Kenny Omega headline a show, this small show. And the crowd was just, I was a little pissed at the crowd for not just appreciating that. And spent more time booing Flip Gordon than being excited that you're still there for Kenny Omega.
1: (laughs) They had built up in their head that they were going to get to see Okada.
0: Yeah, for no reason. No one had any reason to believe they were about to see Okada. But that's
1: what that crowd thought they were about to get Okada didn't happen. So, man. So, you arrive Thursday, you get this show in. Oh, I got back late from this one. This
0: This was an evening show. So, I mean, I got back, you know, probably one or two in the morning. From this one, and I had to wake up the next day. Which, okay, I thought this would be a funny bit for the show. I thought Friday was the shit show. Friday was a shit show, and a good in a good way. But I I thought it would be a funny bit if I spent the entire day watching wrestling, like in one room, never leaving. Like you know, walking outside in between shows because they clear it out and let you go back in. But I spent. I got to this venue around eleven a.m. And the final show ended at 3.30 a.m. the next day.
1: Friday into Saturday.
0: Friday into Saturday. I stayed in the same building watching wrestling. And it was just going to be like, this is a funny joke. I'm going to do it and uh, we're going to talk about it. By the end of that show, I was so mad. (laughs) like people by the time I get to uh, talking about um, Joey or J- the Joey Janella Spring Break 2 they are not going to be pleased with me that was a very well received show by nearly everyone but me and I think that it was because of how fucking tired I was and how I was no longer ready for nonsense <laughs> like it turns out spending 15 hours in a building watching violence it affects you <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause it's not like I'm watching like, I mean, the matches are fun, but we're most of these matches I saw throughout the day are British strong style. So it is people beating the shit out of each other. I mean, I'm watching <laughs> it's the, like fight club. It's like fight club. There was a match I watched where these guys were shoot punching each other and giving each other shoot headbutts so hard that the thud of their heads, it wasn't like the slap of the thigh you'll hear. It was just heads colliding. And it was making me sick. Like, I felt like Alex in a clockwork orange. <laughs> like, my eyes are pried open and I'm screaming about how much I love Beethoven. Like, by the end of this show, I was going nuts, man. Uh, but the first show of that day was uh, Progress. Uh, Progress Chapter 66, Mardi Gras was the name of the show. And this was my first experience with Progress where was this at by the way okay was this... this isn't you even said the first
1: show was at sugar mill on thursday
0: okay so that was in new orleans proper like that was across the street from where access was is where all the WrestleCon stuff was happening but okay. where i went for all this stuff which was uh, wwn events they this wasn't even in fucking new orleans man i was in kenner louisiana for this I, I had to drive to this place. It was just a convention center. There was a book sale going on next door. Didn't get a chance to hit that up. Uh, but we, so we're in Kenner, Louisiana at the Poncha center.
1: So how far away was this from like your hotel? Uh, like I was Are in,
0: you're... I w- Nicole, thank you for the Airbnb. Very nice lady. Stayed in Nicole's house. She was a sweetheart. She was there with me. Never did that before where I stayed in somebody's house where they lived in it. Uh, okay. It was probably like 20 minutes away. 25 minutes away that's not bad yeah it wasn't too bad uh but this this progress show uk fans uh uh, just uk wrestling fans are incredible this was one of the best vibe shows i've ever been to in my whole life uh as we sit here i'm wearing a progress shirt i only bought two shirts this weekend and one was progress i may have found one of my new favorite promotions It has easily become a life goal now. Get over to the UK. Watch progress with the UK fans. This shit was great. Uh, They have a guy come out, introduce the show. He reads some tweets from fans. They get a really good vibe going. And then every fan, he's like, the only rule in progress is, and he holds the mic up. A sold out room just shouts, don't be a dick. (laughs) That's the only rule of these shows. Saw some good shit. Mustache Mountain showed up, you know, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate that uh, WWE fans would know from the, you know, the UK tournaments. They pop up here and there. Watched um, Will Ospreay again, take on Mark Haskins. Got to watch Walter a bunch. If you don't know Walter, this is just a big Austrian motherfucker with the hardest chops you'll ever see. Like, (laughs) no joke, I probably saw Walter like five times this weekend. Uh, Jeff Cobb was there, got to see Tony storm, Tony storm rules. Got a, if you, uh, on our Instagram, got a picture with her, saw Matt Riddle who wrestled like five or six times that day. Uh, He was at all four shows I watched that day, but in between he was driving to the sugar mill to do shows and then driving back.
1: Well, I mean, I guess if if it was only like half an hour away,
0: but I mean, for, to do that many matches in a single day.
1: That's, that's, that's a marathon, man. And he's
0: a hard hitting dude. Like he's a very much a strong style. Like he's a former, you know, UFC fighter and he would took on Jimmy Havoc in this match. And I saw a spot that almost made me throw up. (laughs) Jimmy Havoc's valet handed him an eight by 10 of himself. Matt Riddle is a shoeless wrestler. He got him in a ankle lock and paper cut him between all of his toes. Oh, fuck. I've never seen that spot. That's awesome. The crowd was going fucking bananas. Uh, Sat with a ton of friends that day. So shout out to uh, Alex and Neil from Nashville. Shout out to Kayla and Aaron and uh, Matt and Mike from LA. Like we had a really good group going. Uh, My new friend Alex from New York that I met through Kayla. Great crowd. UK fans got these amazing chants going. The uh, main event, we got to see Pete Dunn take on Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Awesome match, uh go! I can't stress this enough. Seek out progress, guys. Like this is this is a good promotion to watch. Um, after that, evolve. The place cleared the fuck out. I watched evolve at an empty pl- arena. Really? Oh, How yeah. many people would
1: you say were in there?
0: Uh, I mean, it went from being you know a few thousand people for for progress, a couple thousand for progress, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to gauge, but for evolve, I mean. 100 200 people like for as big of a room as it Damn. was in that place cleared out because uh, i guess there was a big rev pro show with a bunch of new japan guys happening at the sugar mill so people started disappearing hurrying over there to catch that show uh but in this show you know we got to see this is where i saw that shoot fight that was just between a guy named Jaka and a, a japanese wrestler named sawa these guys just beat the absolute piss out of each other this was a hard-hitting match um, somebody got hurt in the first show, so Walter took on a little boy named Hot Sauce. It's a grown man, <laughs> but uh, compared to Walter, he's a little boy. This guy's chest, can't stress enough, check out Walter's chops. Um, this show was good, fine. Uh, that was probably, you know, the shoot fight was probably the most memorable match of that. Eight o'clock, we move on to the WWN Super Show. The main thing we're on this show for is to see Matt Riddle take on Will Ospreay. This, they have it billed as a dream match main event. These are two of the biggest indie workers right now. You know, Will Ospreay from New Japan and Matt Riddle from just being a fucking awesome MMA fighter pothead guy.
1: Just <laughs> That's to, your description of him. Oh. The fight, fighter pothead guy. Like, he's
0: never going to make it to WWE. Like, he's just too stoned. He's just too stoned. <laughs> like, he is Rob Van Dam levels of stoned. But uh, between this show, we're like, well, we got some time. What should we do? We went to the Hilton bar next door. There was a Hilton. Uh, No one thought to go to the Hilton. And it turned out to be a good decision. Every fucking indie wrestler you could imagine (laughs) sitting in the Hilton bar. No actual patrons, just the wrestlers. Nice. So, got to sit around and watch, uh, you know, Blue Pants drink with Ar Fox. Got to see wow. Tony, Tony Storm outside. Uh, you know, just everybody doing that. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Just to see Walter walking around in flip flops, dressed all <laughs> casual Friday. He's a
1: lot less scary when he's not wearing shorts that say Ring Comp on them. <laughs> so, like, and and nobody else thought to go over there. And, and I mean, you would think that would come to people that the wrestlers would be staying right there next to a venue. Yeah, uh, no one went over
0: there. Everybody just hung out at the, the wrestling hall that we were at, and it turned out that was a great decision to go over there and drink a beer and just watch the wrestlers. <laughs> awesome. Just, just be excited as they came. Uh, that super show, though, uh, I mean, a lot of, lot of good matches. Got to see Zack Sabre Jr. fight Sawa. That was the, the shoot fighter from the other one. Um, got to see Dominic Garini a bunch of times this weekend, who won the title at very endy. You wouldn't believe how many times as well. I saw DJ Z this weekend. And how did that go every time? Did you count the air horns? Oh my God. I wish I had, I thought about taking a shot every time I got air horned (laughs) and keep in mind. I actually forgot that on Thursday I didn't eat food. I just like was in too much of a hurry that I never got around to it. This place, I lived on chicken tendies. Uh, I go up, they say, Hey, we don't have any fries. I say, that's fine. Just give me the tenders. And they go extra tenders. For the regular price, I just get a fu- like it, they they gave me a fuck you amount of chicken tenders. Is how I'm going nice. to describe this. It was just a pile of ten, too many chicken tenders. That's not what you're supposed to live on. But were they go- good? Did you get any dips with them? I didn't see the dip, so I ate dry chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm in a city. What does
1: it say about you? You're like, I didn't even think about it. I just wanted the fucking meat. I'm just there for the
0: sweet graps, man. I'm in a city with some of the best, you know, Cajun food in the world. I ate goddamn fried chicken tenders from the Pontchartrain Center.
1: Let me ask you the important question. What was the bathroom situation like for you, my brother? Oh, big bathroom
0: guy, like a good bathroom. Uh, People need to know this. Got a lot of stomach problems, need to know what's going on. They kept that bathroom spotless. And wrestling fans are filthy fucking people.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, that's that's impressive.
0: Like, oh, more than the the bathroom situation there was fantastic. You could use that all day. It was clean as hell. Uh, But the smell of that room, man. When you're in one room all day with wrestling fans, we are a sweaty, smelly bunch. And add that with (laughs) wrestlers and the smell of chicken tenders, and you make a stink that lives on you for days. (laughs) Like... My clothes were ruined. I need to just throw those in the trash and light a match, because, because for real, like it was just bo and chicken tenders.
1: That's exactly what I'm laughing. I know the exact smell.
0: Oh, when he, and the, the problem is, I felt so bad for Nicole's room because when me and my buddy got back there that next morning, we came back into the room and we're like, "Oh my god, this smells like the Poncha Train Center in here." Because of our clothes,
1: <laughs> didn't think to shower.
0: Well, we showered. I didn't think to go put my shit in the washing machine,
1: not so it wouldn't smell up her house. <laughs> Next year, you need to get like a travel bottle of Febreze. Oh my and god! Just douse yourself. I, absolutely.
0: Like I, I'm Nicole. I apologize. Uh, you have a very fine home,
1: and now your room smells like the Train Center, uh, <laughs> which, to be clear, is the combination of sweaty bo venue and chicken tenders and Matt Riddle's pot and yeah. Matt Riddle's pot <laughs> uh,
0: but I need oh in between this just so you know I have always heard the legend of this we all have Virgil yeah Virgil you know sad Virgil
1: well sad Virgil and Virgil's dick
0: brother sad Virgil was in attendance my friend he had a table set up we got Did to people see- go no man nobody went my buddy ran into him outside, got a picture with him. Guess what? Virgil didn't charge him. Huh? I just need everybody to know, there is, a been, there, there is at least a record of one time where Virgil was pretty cool. Picture didn't turn out good. He goes, "No, let's go outside and take it. Let's get better light for this." He, Virgil, made sure he got a good picture, and he got it for free. Wow. I mean, that has. I mean, that's a. That's like seeing a leprechaun. I think. <laughs> Which, you better believe in this single day, I did see fucking Hornswoggle wrestle. Yeah, I did. I uh, saw that at Joey Janela's. But before we get to Joey Janela, uh, this show ended, like, at this point, I'm still good, believe it or not. This many hours in, this, uh, that show lasted until about 11 o'clock. Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay, it's not often when you get a dream match that it lives up to the exact expectation you want it to live up to. Uh, especially with Ospreay being injured. Those two fucking killed each other. I mean, in the first two minutes of that match, we saw a German suplex on the apron. Damn. And so this is like 11 p.m. on Friday. This is 11 p.m. on Friday. I'm on my third show of the day at this point. Damn, And it was, I mean, I'm skipping a lot of matches. You can look up the cards to all these online, but a lot of the same, since it was the same promotion putting on all these shows, it was a lot of the same wrestlers between all these shows. So I kind of got a really good idea of a lot of, of, you know, a lot of these wrestler styles, especially ones I didn't see. There's no better way to get a sense of somebody than watch them wrestle four times in one day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But uh, Riddle Osprey, can't stress this enough seek that match out online. That was easily one of the top matches I saw this entire weekend. Uh, it's a 14-minute match, hard-hitting, awesome match. Uh, I, can't, I, I, don't, I guess I don't need to give you the finale to that. You should just go check that one out. That's really one worth checking out. So up next, Joey Janela's spring break. I'm still not feeling tired. Like, I mean, at this point, it's midnight. And the vibe of this room is bananas. This thing is a hundred percent sold out people everywhere. And people came to this thing to fucking party, man. Like if you ended up at Joey Janela spring break Two at midnight, you were there because you fucking love pro wrestling or drinking. Cause ev-
1: and Matt riddles with got his pot and Matt, presumably. you know, Matt
0: riddles high out in the parking lot, man, you can go and he's on this show too. He fought James Ellsworth Uh <laughs> second match of the night match lasted like three minutes or whatever. Cause it was what it was. Uh, but I mean, people have inflatable rafts, like, you know, inflatable alligators tubes. People are dressed like they're at the beach. It felt like spring break in this room, and that crowd was ready for a show. Uh, opening match was just a six-way, I got to see Teddy Hart, DJ-Z, uh, Eli Everfly, Gringo Loco, Kyle the Beast, and Tony Deppin. Not familiar. Kyle the Beast. Kyle the Beast. It's at a certain point, all this shit runs together. Teddy Hart had maybe the weirdest clothes of the night, uh, and it, I don't know if you know this. Teddy Hart brings his cat everywhere with him. And I when I know this. When I say everywhere, I don't mean to the ring. I mean to the venue. So I've seen this before. I saw him in Dallas carrying this fucking cat around at WrestleMania weekend. So after the show, he's just carrying this fucking white cat around, which is insane that the cat's being so calm in a room full of insane people. And uh, this match Or this show I had a guy sitting in front of me That I would like to call Well actually Uh, He was listening to everybody's conversation And he was an encyclopedia Of obscure wrestling knowledge And anytime somebody said something The next sentence to come out was Well actually actually. And then let you know why What you said is wrong Is that annoying? Yeah I mean by this point I've been in a building For over 12 hours (laughs) Everything's annoying. <laughs> Everything is annoying, and I'm really starting to lose my patience for nonsense. Uh, this this show, like, I really took a turn for the worst. Like, I was not a good version of me at the Joey Janela's Spring Break Two, um, the Walter or the uh, Matt Riddle match, whatever. But the next match was easily my favorite of the night. It was PCO versus Walter, and when I say PCO, I mean. <laughs> Pierre Carl Ulay. You may know him as one of the Quebecers. From fucking. Shit. Yeah. He's fucking 50 years old and took on Goddamn Walter.
1: You mean partner to Jacques Rougeau?
0: Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Was not expecting this. Even though I saw it on the card, I didn't process who that was. <laughs> I mean, this guy has been wrestling forever. And. I'm gonna find the picture and put it on Instagram so that you guys can see what I'm talking about. We'll throw it up on Twitter. By the end of this match, his chest was fucking purple. Fuck. Because Walter came in and he said he got a mic and was like, "I'm not gonna do this." He's like, "You're a legend. I respect what you've done. You, can, I, I'm giving you the opportunity to leave. <laughs> like, you t- don't do this match with me. I hit you. I hit too hard." But he wouldn't back down. And this 50-year-old guy took the craziest amount of Walter chops. Like, I saw a lot of Walter. I saw him beat the shit out of everybody. But this guy got it worse than anyone I saw all weekend. And he's 50. His chest was literally, I can't, I'm can't. i not stressed, it was purple. I hope he got paid well. Oh, and this guy did a moonsault off the top rope to the floor. Almost landed on his fucking head. Like, the whole match was just, like spots where i was cringing like waiting to watch a 50 year old man kill himself and he didn't like for real kudos to this guy this was the top match for me of joey janella spring break too like i could not get enough of that thing that was crazy
1: and this, this is how you ended like the whole day at the uh same building
0: oh this is match three of the night man oh
1: i thought this was the main event
0: no Next up, Nick Gage versus Pentagon. Nick Gage, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. I believe he was like CC, uh, CZW. This guy was, he, no one seems more authentic than Nick Gage because he looks like a fucking skinhead and he was in prison for bank robbery. <laughs> like he just got out a couple years ago for bank robbery. He robbed a bank after a, uh, after a fucking wrestling show, ended up in prison for five years. And this guy comes out, he's like, you fucking pieces of shit. I'm fucking gang related. Hop this fucking barricade. I'll fucking kill you. And uh, he fought <laughs> Pentagon in a, in a death match. Uh, steel chair shots to the head. Still shocking, my friend. And Nick Gage, not afraid to take him. Give oh, him all. Fuck. Give him all he wants. He loves it. And he won.
1: He left with that title. So the Louisiana Boxing Commission didn't outlaw the steel chair shots to the head.
0: I think Joey Janela's spring break didn't care, and I dare them to tell Nick Gage to not do that shit. (laughs) Like, this guy, I would have never talked to him. Like, this is a wrestler that I was, like, shoot afraid of. Like, I was like, if I run into him in the parking lot, I'm just going to hand him my wallet and walk away. (laughs) Like, just hope that it works.
1: That's the best-case
0: scenario for you. And for me, the next match... This is where I lost it. And I feel so bad. It was uh, David Starr versus Mike Quackenbush. Mike Quackenbush, big indie wrestler. Like, you know, he's like kind of an indie wrestling legend. We find out that this match is one of his final matches. Like, he's kind of on a farewell tour right now. And this was one of them. We were very lucky to see him. I wish, though, that I hadn't been so tired because it was just another singles match. It was a very good singles match, but at this point, I was dead. The next, were checked out. The next match, though, is the place that I lost my goddamn mind, and I was furious. <laughs> like, I, Joey Janela's spring break took a turn for me at this point where I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. I'm mad. <laughs> it was a match called the Clusterfuck Battle Royale. <laughs> this, it's supposed to be a comedy match where people are gradually, you know, like an over-the-top rope kind of thing, or you can pin, submit, over-the-top rope, whatever. This match was supposed to be a comedy match. It lasted 40 fucking minutes. And at this point, this match would have started around 2 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. Like, actually, maybe later. It may have even been about 2.30. But this match, I thought, oh, this is going to be a quick thing. It was 40 minutes. Uh, And when I say, like, it was, let me see who, uh, some notable people. I mean, there were spots with the invisible man. I believe The Invisible Man ended up winning the show. Uh, This had Hornswoggle. We got Mikey Whipwreck to show up from ECW. That was a surprise. Ethan Page was in it. Okay, got to go back. Dan Severn was in this match. Fucking Dan Severn. When I walk into Joey Janela's Spring Break 2, I fucking shit you not. First thing I see, I look over. Dan Severn dressed dressed like everybody's stepdad. He's got that polo shirt on. He's got a fanny pack standing there clipping his fucking fingernails. (laughs) Just business as usual. Like when I walk in, I say, holy shit, is that Dan Severn? And my friend goes, he's clipping his fingernails. And like, right as he says that, I see this giant fingernail go just flying. Like that would have been the weirdest souvenir for somebody. You get some, get some Dan Severn DNA. And when he came out, you better believe that guy was sweating. Like, <laughs> oh, also somewhere in the middle of this, uh, right before the clusterfuck, Virgil came out in the ring, drunk as shit. They actually had to get on the PA and say, Virgil, you're done. Get backstage. Wow. Little sad. Uh clusterfuck, exactly as advertised. It was a clusterfuck. Uh main match But though, this broke you. Oh, I was broken. It was not funny. Nothing they, there is not a spot they could have done in that match that would have even got a smile out of me at this point. And people when I read about this it seemed like nobody really liked this match, but overall people loved the show. I think I killed myself too much throughout the day and uh, maybe kind of ruined this match for me a little bit. Or, you know, this whole event. The main event, though, Joey Janela versus a uh, Japanese legend, the great Suzuki. I hope I'm not saying his name wrong because you're like, you just said he's a legend <laughs> and then you fucked his shit up. Hey, man, I was watching a wrestling match at 3.30 in the, or 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm pissed off. And this match, the only way I can describe the level of match this was is irresponsible. Joey, uh, Joey Janela did spots that no one should ever do. He had uh, Suzuki down on the floor in a chair, and he did a top rope, like, moonsault. Suzuki rolls out. He lands on the folding chair on his back on the ground.
1: Oh, fuck. Keep in
0: mind, the ground on this show, there are a lot of ground spots whole ground is concrete. There's no pads. There's no mats for any of the shows all day. That spot was like a career ending spot. And I could not believe he did it. This match was good. Uh, it should have been 15 minutes. It ended up being nearly a half hour. And at 3:30, when it was over, that crowd got up and left and Joey Janella got on the mic and was bad mouthing everybody calling us all pieces of shit. How dare we leave? And at that point, like maybe he was just, you know, getting trying to get heat, but he had real heat for me. Where I'm like, "You're my enemy now. Fuck you, Joey Janella. I'm,
1: I need to go to bed." <laughs> You're mad at him that you were at the same building all day.
0: Oh, and it was not his fault. He didn't tell me to do that. He didn't ask me to be at Joey Janela's <laughs> spring break. Uh, oh, so I get home. In bed, like, 5 a.m., have to get up the next morning to get back to goddamn Kenner, Louisiana, to get in the Pontchartrain Center for a 12 o'clock progress show. Ended up being another fun one. Will Ospreay kind of got in the ring, admitted that he was too injured to do what match was scheduled. So they did an intergender match. Super fun. There was a voodoo spot. Uh, Somebody had a voodoo doll that was controlling the wrestlers. Really fun little show um actually the only spot of the weekend i saw where anyone referenced voodoo
1: that's interesting
0: and you know so that was like a a unique thing good show can't stress enough progress all day gonna go see as many progress shows as i can let's get us over to the night though big show maybe biggest show of the weekend other than wrestlemania for me at least super card of honor uh this was at the lakefront arena which was on the university of new orleans campus uh, biggest ring of honor show in history, biggest crowd they've ever had. And this was one fucking hell of a show, man.
1: Um, yeah, this is like kind of the, the, the big thing other than WrestleMania, like you said, that everyone was in town for and Cody versus Kenny was obviously the big selling point. And, uh, yeah, bullet club, uh, throughout the card. Um, so, I man, tell me about the show man we we already we already on our last episode, our bonus episode talked about Wrestlemania, so take your time breaking down this one Well, this one, okay, just to kind of go ahead and say this, that crowd was there for the bullet club right,
0: I mean, an hour before the show start that I mean they had been there since noon. They had the festival of honor, but I went and did other stuff around town before. Uh, real quick, before this show, went to eat with some friends at a local restaurant that was recommended to us by an Uber driver. We end up sitting next to Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. Nice. Uh, so he came over and uh, we ended up talking to Robert Gibson, got to fist bump that Hall of Fame ring. That was pretty sweet. Uh, nice. But now we're in this building. Uh, this show, everybody like put on a great match this night. This was a hell of a show. And you know, like, just to skip ahead for a second, this, I keep going back trying to think, Mania weekend, what was the best match I saw? It may have been Hangman Page versus Kota Ibushi. Really? I am Hangman Page, like, Kota Ibushi, one of the best in the world. Hangman Page, I don't have a history of being kind to him on this show god damn it Been man. unkind i haven't been like more recently we've been more kind to hangman this dude stepped the fuck up and showed that he can hang with the best in the world there was a moment when i think it was a bushy, they were standing on the guardrail you know they have like a normal guardrail not like that thicker wwe yeah. guardrail they stood on it balanced he took a german suplex to the floor off the guardrail fuck it was, a, I mean, it was a big match with big spots, a lot of, you know, just a lot of flying, hard hitting. Watch this pay-per-view, man. Every match is just, I, I believe in the music biz, they would call them bangers. It's a banger. These were bangers. I mean, we saw SoCal Uncensored take on the Young Bucks and Flip Gordon for the six-man titles in a ladder match.
1: Yeah, I heard it was one of the better ladder matches the Young Bucks have ever had.
0: I mean, it's one of the better ladder matches I've ever seen. I mean, I know the NXT ladder match got a lot of praise, and it was awesome, but this thing was just high spot, high spot, high spot, and I mean, these guys are architects with these ladders, like, figuring out what they're going to do with it. Crazy, crazy match. Uh, But the theme of this night was really weird, because like I said, that crowd was there for the Bullet Club. Spoiler alert, Bullet Club didn't get a single win the entire night. I want to
1: talk to you about that when you finish the show.
0: Oh, uh, we can talk about it now because that's an important that's an important part to the show, because this was a lot of people's first time getting to see the Bullet Club. This was, you know, the first time a lot of people getting to see Kenny. This
1: was like people came excited for the Bullet Club. You had said to me that them not getting wins throughout the card. You thought it was an interesting decision because, like you said, so many people were there to see the Bullet Club. and It was their first time to me. That's great storytelling. Because the story going on right now is that this is the destruction of the Bullet Club, as orchestrated by Cody, right? Absolutely. And Cody's the only one that walked out with a win. Yes. Brilliant booking.
0: I agree. And I think as far as storytelling goes, amazing storytelling. Great. I think the destruction, the crumbling of the Bullet Club, that's the theme of the show right now. It's amazing. But a lot of people... You know, it's kind of what we were saying, what Cody said about Kenny. It's a guy who, he's the band that everybody likes him, but nobody can really name the songs. And there, I was definitely getting a vibe from people that they were there to see him, but they didn't really know the stories that were going on. I could hear around me, you know, people talking, asking questions to each other about different things, who people were. I, it was it was a mania crowd like there were i mean don't get me wrong there were hardcore roh fans there but i think there were a lot more casual roh fans that aren't really following the stories I'm, I'm sure that's true and i mean like behind me i actually i had a guy who was with his buddies and he was embarrassing the shit out of him with his questions and he tried to get a rusev day chant started and that got shut down real fast uh, really but, but after the young bucks match this guy was on board. And at the second the match ended, I turned and said, I hadn't spoken to the guy all night and turned and said, still want to start that Rusev Day chant? And uh, I didn't mean that to be as sick of a burn as it was, but his friends, I got a pop from his friends for, uh, for saying that to him. <laughs> but this guy was pretty obnoxious the whole show. That match turned him. He, like, by nice. the end of that was just like, ROH all the way, baby. That's what I'm here for. So uh, talk about the main event. Okay, double main event, which this is where maybe the booking could have been a little different. So the main event of the show, to a lot of people, is Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega. This is a long story on being the elite. This, this thing has gone between Ring of Honor, New Japan, and being the elite. This is a big story watching these two fight, and they did not disappoint, man. Like when I said, this is a, this is a dream match that lived up to dream match. This was a fun, fun match. I mean, it was a mostly a match of Kenny Omega getting his ass kicked all over the place. Was that, was that surprising to the people in the crowd? or? I mean, I think it worked for Cody because he's being a piece of shit the whole match. And he came out with Barry the Bear, who, you know, betrayed him last time because uh, yeah. Kenny was in it. But this time, Barry came out. It, this was Barry the Business Bear. So he had a tie <laughs> on, and he kept adjusting his tie. And at the beginning, Barry came out and yanked Kenny's feet out from under him under the ropes like when he's getting ready to do one of his high spots. So Kenny drop kicks his head off and sends Barry packing.
1: <laughs> I saw the gif of that online. <laughs> it, was, it
0: was incredible. Uh, Brandy is an, such a good valet. She was so good with him. Uh, there's just so many good spots in this match. So this girl, Alex, that we met over the weekend, she ended up stub-hubbing a front row ticket And she was given, she's a Kenny Omega fan. Uh, If anyone watching, it's the girl with green hair in the front row. You can't miss her because that entire arena could hear every word she said all night. (laughs) And it was fucking killing me. I'm actually, I'm trying to go see this summer when I'm um, in New York for SummerSlam. I'm going to try and go to NXT with her because I want to yell at wrestlers with this lady. She was so (laughs) fucking funny. Like to me, she was one of the the biggest baby faces of the night. Like, and at one point, she was giving Cody so much shit. He walked over. You can watch this on the show. He grabs the guy next to her's beer, takes a drink, spits it in her face. Are you shitting me? I shit you not. (laughs) Spits it right in her face. And how did she handle that? She had to take her glasses off. (laughs) (laughs) And she's still cheering Kenny. And throughout the match, she's like, Kenny, did you see what he did to me? He Fucking spit beer in my face. Kill him. Kill him. (laughs) Like she is a fucking all-star. I should look up and uh, tell you what her Instagram account is. Cause she is hilarious. That fucking killed me. And she filmed the whole show. So you can actually get a POV shot of her on her Instagram. (laughs) getting spit on getting spit on. let me I'm, I'm gonna plug her instagram real quick uh, just because it is a hundred percent worth checking out that's she she made my weekend the, um she is underscore queen of the ring check out the underscore vi- queen of the ring on instagram underscore queen of the ring on instagram check out these videos she has a lot of pov shots and she was given so much shit it was so funny uh <laughs> But yeah, Kenny Omega ends up losing huge spot with the Bullet Club Uh, or with the Young Bucks come out. They're pointing at Kenny. They're pointing at Cody getting a boo. Yay. Yay. Kick kick Cody in the head. So they're going to do it. Cody stands up, immediately falls down right as they super kick. They kick Kenny. Kenny wins. Did you see Kenny's shirt or Cody's shirt that he released? Yeah. He released a shirt that says they picked me. (laughs) there is no better heel in the world right now than Cody Rhodes. That was killing me. But this is where the problem comes in. That crowd was there for Kenny Omega. This, (laughs) this is the main of that. Wasn't even the main event. I understand that, you know, ROH wanted to have their champion and ROH guy go on last with Dalton castle. I also didn't want to have to watch Dalton Castle uh, wrestle in an empty arena, and that's what you got. That's kind of what we got, especially because I think everyone thought Marty Skrull was going over. Didn't happen. We got a a great match. Dalton Castle's awesome. He ended up going over. Great spots, like great heel stuff from Marty Skrull, but Dalton Castle celebrated uh, a title win or you know a title retention in an empty arena,
1: and it was just because they didn't want to put. The Bolt Club stuff on last.
0: See, I think so. Like, it makes sense to me that they want their title, you know, their guy to be the last thing to go on. It makes sense. but, right, but I, it makes it look bad if people turn their back on it. Especially on this big show, because everybody's just like, I just watched the Young Bucks lose. I watched Hangman Page lose. I watched Kenny Omega lose. I think it really, like, soured the mood of a lot of people. But for me, like, one, I loved Dalton Castle, and I loved all the stories that were going on. So, you know. Big big night. Big night for Ring of Honor.
1: And that was how you kind of wrapped up your pre-WrestleMania wrestling weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Liz.
0: So, ha- oh, we- I wore my New Japan track suit to, uh, to that show. And afterwards, nothing was open. So we ended up in a, not a great neighborhood at a gas station to find food. And let me tell you, not a great neighborhood. Not my favorite place to wear a New Japan tracksuit
1: because you stand out. <laughs> you really stand out. <laughs> you get a I lot. Think you stand out in that New Japan tracksuit anywhere. Oh, also.
0: Uh, but especially. Shout out to our, our friends from AAW that we met in line. Uh, Deanna and Yeah, I was going to ask about them. Yeah, ran into them at the end of the night as well as uh, Johnny and Chris that we were in line with. So shout out to those guys as well. Hope everybody had a, had a good, good WrestleMania weekend.
1: It seems like they did. Yeah, it's good so, seeing them. Like
0: uh also Mike from uh hmm. San Francisco. He was a good guy too.
1: So, quick question. Uh SummerSlam for WWE is in New York, right? Yes. Isn't WrestleMania as well? Yeah, they're getting both this year or the next,
0: year coming up. I think that means they have to move SummerSlam, right? You can't give New York both in a year.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to end up I think they're talking about moving SummerSlam somewhere else. Move it back to LA maybe? Maybe. I'd like to see them move it to the Midwest and try that at least for a year. <laughs> you know, just give the Midwest a little love. Well, I'm just saying, I've, I've actually been pushing strongly for them to try to do SummerSlam at an outdoor venue since they do it in August. And maybe do like a, a football. Like, they could totally do it here in Chicago if they really wanted to um, at Soldier Field. Because they, they, it would be just as big as WrestleMania here since they're probably not going to do WrestleMania here.
0: Well, and you know what? I think you're right because uh, they're already up in Royal Rumble you know, to a, yeah. to a baseball stadium. Why not do that with, and I like that you picked your baseball stadium.
1: Well, no, I'm, uh, so I was thinking soldier field. Isn't that, uh, which is right on the lakefront. That's for, for the bears. That's where they play. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. I thought you were saying, uh, you're, your, where your socks. I mean, I play. would like that too.
1: No, that's, I'd like that too, but I don't see that happening. But, uh, I think um, you're right.
0: Cause at this point,
1: SummerSlam
0: is the wrestling show. WrestleMania is just like a big, you know, a big show, just a big party. It's an event but SummerSlam right. is where you go for matches and I could easily see them. If they're going to do a baseball stadium for the rumble, give it to SummerSlam too, man. Like at this point, now that we have Daniel Bryan back, now that we have Ronda Rousey kicking ass. Uh, I mean, we just Full saw time. that. We just saw on SmackDown, you know, Daniel Bryan and fucking AJ Styles.
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I think. So what would you say in summation based on your experience? Cause you've done mania, what four years in a row now, four years in or a three, row. four years in a row. Um, how sell somebody who's never been on doing this and and like what a trip it is. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously you can book yourself to where like, it's, it's exhausting. You can be at a venue for 15 hours. Yeah,
0: but uh, you can do that. And I don't recommend doing that because I was so, I only got four hours of sleep. And so for ring of honor, every time I screamed, my head throbbed. Uh, It was it was killing me like I was just running on nothing, but it was the show was so good. I still wanted to be screaming, you know, Uh, just getting these big moments. But I was miserable. So I had to get a good night's sleep before that. I suggest don't kill yourself. I suggest don't stay in one building the whole time, Uh, because if I could go back, I would go over to where the sugar mill was, catch out the WrestleCon side of things, not just WWN, because when you're over there, you're getting the same guys all day long. I watched this. I mean, I didn't even mention like Keith Lee. He had good matches too. Zack Sabre jr. Oh, I didn't mention Zack Sabre jr. And Walter top match of the weekend as well. Uh, First chop of the the show hit Zack Sabre jr. So hard that he was sent flying out of the ring. He got his ass kicked all over the place in that one. Big match. Um, But no, spread it out a little bit. I recommend going to both catch some Lucha stuff, catch, you know, spread it out, get, get some different styles in there. That's my, I, that's my biggest comment.
1: Regret. If you can comment a little bit, because this is what's what I think is so fascinating, how it's turned into so much more than just WrestleMania on Sunday in the hall of fame. And even, even just more than like NXT takeover, it's basically like a, a wrestling festival that starts on Thursday and technically ends on Tuesday. And, um, Oh, just I mean, it started on night. Wednesday even. Oh, okay. There
0: was stuff going on then. Uh, for a full week oh which that being there was like a midnight show on that wednesday at this play at this kenner venue the poncha train center and so a lot of people didn't have cars they ubered out there guess what three in the morning way outside of uh, new orleans i found out some of those guys this i got this tip while i was at the super show they're like you gotta drive they said last night We waited there till five in the morning for an Uber, and then had to pay two hundred dollars to get back to New Orleans.
1: Oh Jesus! So
0: that um, be aware of where you're gonna be. Like, look at the proximity of things. Figure that out. Um, sorry, what was your question?
1: I was gonna ask, is it like this? Is the thing that I don't know? I didn't really think of until it turned into a giant wrestling festival. But the cool part about this is. Wherever WrestleMania flocks to every year, this festival seems to follow it. And you essentially over the years, you do like a little tour of the United States and all these different places. You've been basically down to San Jose, San Francisco, you've been to Dallas, you've been to, I got to shit hit,
0: work. I got to hit both coasts and hit, you know, yeah. middle America. And then it sounds like, you know, now we're going to start heading heading up to the the northeast, which I've never been. I'll be there this summer, but You know, getting to do that and get to be there for a few days in New York, that sounds fun. And uh, you're going to meet, everybody is so excited. This is a, like, the WrestleMania weekend experience is an amazing vibe, man. Like, everybody's so excited. Like, because you're around people who are willing to schedule their vacation just to watch some wrestling. Yeah. And it's only getting bigger. I think this is the biggest year so far. It seems like every year there's more and more and more. And I wouldn't be surprised if next year we get a giant New Japan show.
1: That would make sense. Yeah, I do think this is maybe the biggest year they've had where just there's stuff for a full week.
0: It's I mean, there's so much. And you can see, I mean, I think, I feel like I saw every wrestler except Okada. I mean, this was a huge, huge weekend of people everywhere. turned out Okada was at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. Him and uh, Tanahashi
0: that. were sitting together to watch Shinsuke. That's cool. Um I yeah, it's a it's a great vibe. Like if you're a wrestling fan, you need to put this at the top of your bucket list. Cuz even if WrestleMania doesn't, you know, end up working out the way you want it to, you have seen so much stuff that it's hard for me to like, you know, at this point it's hard for me to pick a match of the weekend. I can narrow it down to a few, but I saw so many good shows that You aren't wasting your time going to this. And, you know, you can, you don't even have to do all this wrestling stuff. You can still go see the city and just catch a show here and there. Recommend not killing yourself staying, you know, 15 hours in one building. But if you're
1: a wrestling fan, this is a place you have to go. I mean, I think it's, yeah, you get, uh, and like I said, you get to have like a week-long wrestling vacation in a city And, and it's a new city every year. So if you have the means, you should absolutely go do this every year.
0: Yeah, you don't got to go crazy. And, uh, you know, in a lot of these smaller shows that I was going to, uh, I mean, you can buy expensive front row tickets, but then you can get general admission for 25 bucks. It's a small venue. When you're in the general admission bleachers, you're getting a better view than on the floor. You're pretty much just as close because you're in a small place and you paid 25 bucks to see some of the best wrestlers from around the globe. You cannot beat that. I mean, for that one day of just sitting there through four shows, I mean, that was only 100 bucks for 15 hours of wrestling. <laughs> Do you know how fucking crazy that is? I mean, I watched Zack Sabre Jr. I watched fucking Matt Riddle, Will Ospreay. I watched some fucking great wrestling
1: for about 100 bucks for a single day. Are you a little sad you missed TakeOver?
0: Yeah, I am. I did uh, b- the morning of WrestleMania. Me and my buddy woke up and made sure to sit there and watch that show beginning to end. Uh, You know, I would have... Ricochet was one of my guys at PWG. I got to see him do a lot of shit. It hurt to miss his debut, and that guy had a big coming-out party. Yeah. Like, I mean, he proved some shit. I think if no one had seen Ricochet before, there's no way that after that, they're not interested to see him, you know, just keep doing it. That thing, that, that was a solid show. I mean, if you ended up at NXT instead of ROH, I mean, don't feel bad. You caught a good show. But if you were at one than the other, still recommend checking them out both because those were easily two of the best shows of the weekend. And it sucks that they punished wrestling fans by not being able to see both. Well, how do you feel, man? I mean, my voice is coming back. That's good. I was like, it, ask. It was a long weekend of just screaming at grown men. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. Uh, I mean, you see everybody. You can meet everybody. It's it's a good weekend. And the best part about it is. You get to hang out with people that, you know, you're going to run into. Pe- if you start going year to year, I start seeing the same people every year. And so now I have like these yearly friends, people that I'm never going to talk to the rest of the year. But when we see each other, we're old drinking buddies. You it's know, like family at Christmas. It really is. It's like a little family reunion. Plus, every year you add more people onto your clique. Nice. Uh, so this year I've already met more people that I can't wait to see next year. Uh, this, it's just, it is a, such a positive vibe. At WrestleMania, uh, it's such a good thing. Like, I can't. I want. I want you to go with me next year.
1: I'd like to go. I was just having this conversation with someone the other day, saying I'd really like to get back to WrestleMania here in the next year or two. I think uh, next year me and you are going to be freezing our
0: balls off in New Jersey because <laughs> <laughs> there's already rumors that next year it could be Rousey Charlotte headlining. Yeah, and there's no fucking way I'm missing
1: that, my friend. We doing, a, we doing a Say Something Nice this week? Oh, man, I said so many... Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> I didn't even come prepared. Fuck. It's, been, it's okay. been such
0: a weekend. So, new listeners, uh, we, you know, we shoot the shit a lot. We, and occasionally, as wrestling fans, we can be down on wrestling. We can uh, give somebody a little too hard of a time. So, at the end of every show, we like to finish out our day by saying something nice. And... I'll go ahead and say something nice about Joey Janella.
1: <laughs> it seems like you need to.
0: I need to, because I, I think people are gonna be pissed that I didn't have as much fun at that show as they did. I was tired. I'm sorry, Joey. I'm sorry I got up and left your show after you won. I know you wanted me to stay till the very, very end when there was you know, when you had left. You wanted me to wait for you to leave before I left. I've been there for fifteen hours, man. I felt uh you took that chair spot that I mean, you must love this business if you're willing to do that thing that could have ended your fucking career. Uh, good on you. Be safe out there, man. You put on a show that a lot of people love. You put on a, not just a wrestling show, but a fucking midnight party that lasted way too long, in my opinion. I think way too long in a lot of opinions, but a party nonetheless. People fucking loved it. Good on you for doing that. You're, you're doing some good work for indie wrestling fans on a mania weekend.
1: Oh gosh. Um like I said I didn't come prepared, but I, I I come in with this off the top of my head. I've never really been a, a big like fan of Paige the Wrestler. Um and I didn't like that when she stepped away from WWE and she did her thing with Alberto El Patron or whatever his name is. Who got uh, <laughs> fired today. Yeah. Um I they did a lot of shit talking, um, and then she came back I never would wish injury on anybody, and she ended up you know making her announcement on Raw uh, last night that she's going to have to officially retire, and she won't be able to compete anymore. Um, maybe there's a hope that one day she'll have the Daniel Bryan Miracle happen and she'll be able to come back. But I will say um that sucks, and I' never wish that on her, um, but despite not being a fan, I do think her getting the job tonight of being the new SmackDown general manager. Good for her. That's a great role. She still gets to stay in the company. Uh, doesn't have to worry about injury. Um, good for you, Paige. I, I agree with you, man. Like
0: I, I, she, I wasn't always the biggest fan, but you never want to see somebody get hurt. You never want to see somebody, especially right. somebody that young that had such a long career ahead of them. Somebody who cared about the business that that business just ran in the family. It was in her blood. Uh, you know, anyone that steps in the ring has my respect, whether, yeah. whether it's at a very endy show at a bar whether it's in fucking WrestleMania, you got my respect for being in the ring. Paige, that, that was a fucking, emo- any retirement speech is emotional. I was a fucking mess during that. When she thanked Daniel Bryan and said that he gave her hope, like I, like even talking about it now, like that makes me choke up. Cause she really was like towards the start of this women's evolution, revolution, yeah. whatever they're wanting, calling it. She was a big chunk, big part of that. And Wasn't she like one of the first big NXT call-ups? Yeah, she she debuted in New Orleans after WrestleMania. So she came back yeah. to the venue that she won that title in, and she had to retire. Seriously, best of luck. I hope down the road we find that she can
1: wrestle again and uh, be safe. So I'm sure there's people who went down to New Orleans this weekend who you talk to and you plug the podcast and... a lot of people downloaded it and uh, maybe now they're fans. They're going to listen to it on the reg. So I just want to say thank you to the new listeners, the new followers on the social media. That's huge for us. Like we said at the top of the show, we'd love it. If you could give us a rating, a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, And if you have any stories,
0: if you're enjoying it,
1: yeah, spread the word where we've got, what we've got coming up soon. We've got some hats we're going to have made. Oh yeah. um, Getting these awesome stickers. Yeah. We've
0: got, we've, we're going to have stuff. Uh, we got this new logo. Thank you, Anthony Canassas for making a, we debuted our new, uh, the new logo for our show that was made by my buddy, Anthony Canassis. Huge. Thank you to him. I fucking love that. The, the the couch in the wrestling ring ring with microphones. That's exactly what we're doing. We're hanging out, chatting wrestling. We love doing it. If we left out any shows from the weekend, if I didn't see something that you did that I need to know about, please get on Facebook, get on Twitter. Let us know what it was. Uh, I will share your stories. I, yeah. Tell us your stories. Is there something you need to be shared on this podcast? I'd love to tell it. I'd love to get on and watch the matches that you think I need to see. I want to real quick. Also just say, check out Kenny King versus Silas young off that ROH card. I think that was going to be a bathroom break for a lot of people. Those two put on a fucking hell of a match. Uh, Kenny King really coming up in this world. That's just one. I was going to feel bad if I didn't bring up. Well, man, but yeah, you wanna, uh, get us, you wanna get us out of here? I, I don't even want to go yet, man. Like I, yeah,
1: WrestleMania season's over. <laughs> I know. It sucks.
0: Like, hey, but good for you guys. Now we're not gonna be talking about WrestleMania every week. We're gonna uh now we're gonna start, you know, having some other shows where we discuss other things. Uh for people who joined, we watch everything. We watch, you know, New Japan, Ring of Honor, what indie wrestling. We're we're there for all of it. If there's something you think we need to be watching, let us know. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune in again next week. We're out every Thursday. And uh, you know what? Derek, as much as I'd want to not stop talking about WrestleMania weekend, I think we got to hit our goddamn music.